everyone. Welcome back to Cycles of Life podcast. So my name is Jana Poisha and I'm your host. And today I am joined by a wonderful Emily, who is a herbalist. So Emily, would you like to introduce yourself, who you are and what you do? Hi, thank you for having me. Yeah, my name's Emily. I'm a herbalist, um, holistic health coach, seasonal living advocate, um, and I help women who are suffering with stress, chronic fatigue syndrome, and all of the myriad of symptoms and and health problems that that come with those two illnesses and, and health problems. Amazing. Thank you so much. And something definitely that I'm very interested in, I've been kind of working with seasons for the last few years, really learning about I, I react better when I actually follow the seasons. And that's one of the reasons why I just really want to talk to you about you know, how herbs can help us with that as well. So I thought we'd be great to begin with to actually learn um, how did you end up in herbalism? Because it's quite a niche area. What led you to become a herbalist? Yeah, I mean, it's something that I've only really become aware of myself in the last I guess, eight, seven, eight years. And really, it was my own health problems that led me down the road towards a more sort of holistic way of looking at health, slower, more intentional way of of living and being. And then sort of with that, the herbalism just sort of naturally followed. I was diagnosed with ME, um, CFS, um, or chronic fatigue syndrome, just after my 30th birthday and while it was it felt like a relief to be able to put a name to all these health problems I've been dealing with it was then really frustrating and heartbreaking to find out that actually it it didn't really make a difference having a name to it because I was more or less told you know this you've got this illness there isn't anything we can give you to to fix the problem sort of um this is as good as it's going to get and I was left to my own devices and being the stubborn person that I am I wasn't willing to accept that and I decided to start researching on my own and and looking for other ways to try and heal and feel better and sort of get back to the, the health I had before and actually now I can look back on it and be grateful for that journey because it, it sort of put me back on the well but I wouldn't say back on it put me onto a path that was so much better for me and I think a lot of that sort of illness and a lot of people suffering with those sort of illnesses is from not having such a seasonal way of of living and being completely out of sync in like the modern um, world is just not built for human health and there's so many more people suffering with sort of similar problems as me now and I really think herbalism and a, a seasonal way of living and a more holistic way of looking at health is really the way forward <laughs> I think I sort of went off track a bit there but yeah that's sort of how I came to to knowing about herbalism that's brilliant no thank you so much and it's interesting how sadly for a lot of us that wake-up call always comes through something is it? it's either illness or some big dramatic thing that happened in our life and that is normally almost serves as a little wake-up call and we try to find alternative ways to reconnect with ourselves, just recognising that there's something is not right. <laughs> there, there has to be another way of living and 
surviving. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think as human beings, we're, we're not only creatures of habit, but we're also very set in our ways. So sometimes the little niggles and the initial signs aren't enough and it takes something a lot bigger, unfortunately, to make us reassess and, and change our ways. <laughs> Mm, absolutely yeah agreed would you be able to describe what do you mean by herbalism when you talk about it because obviously it's quite a broad term and I think it could mean a lot of different things to different people yeah herbalism to me is the, the medicine of working with plants where there are many different ways to do that and many levels of herbalism I guess but anything where you are using a natural wild preferably wild plants or medicinal plants and incorporating that into your day-to-day lifestyle for both supporting and healing mind body soul spirit but I, I think it's it's a lifestyle as well and I think the seasonal aspect ties in with being with the herb, herbalism if that makes sense it's all one way of being yeah, absolutely. Uh, and obviously, it's something that I'm researching and learning quite a lot about right now as well. So you spoke about seasonal living and how important that is kind of reconnecting with nature. I wonder, well, first of all, what does that mean to you? And more importantly, how does that look like in your life? And how can we reconnect with nature a bit more? Where can we start? What are the first steps to take? Seasonal living for me is a, is a connection with nature. It's living with and working with the natural rhythms of the earth, Mother Earth, rather than pushing against it. There's a natural sort of ebb and flow to the energy of each season and every season is different. And by living more seasonally, you're also looking after your health and well-being I think um, it's all interconnected you you sort of naturally do more have more energy have longer days during spring and summer and autumn winter is a slowing down a, a hibernation and, and conserving energy and resting um, rather than just constantly being on the go all the time I think for me seasonal living became sort of a natural way of being after having no energy at all for so long with my health and, and sort of learning to balance how I was doing things and sort of listening to my body it felt like that that connection with nature sort of supported me um, and helped me understand that I didn't have to be working all the time I didn't have to constantly be productive and actually resting is productive you know there's a cycle to that productivity and creativity and part of that cycle is the resting so that you can replenish and then actually if you do rest you you have more energy and you're more creative and you're more productive as a, as a result, rather than just <laughs> running yourself into the ground. Uh, I think seasonal living um, is also seasonal eating, and the earth is, is very clever in that provides the vitamins, minerals, and, and nutrients that we need within each season at that time. And it's 
it's better for our bodies to eat the foods that are naturally growing and ready to eat rather than trying to eat all foods all the time. For example, sort of autumn, winter, there are more root vegetables and we will eat warming, warm, more warming foods. And then in summer, it's sort of berries and lighter fruits and greens give us energy and help us feel lighter and more active. And I think it's all, all, all of it is seasonal living and it's all sort of things that I incorporate in how I try and live seasonally as well. And just being out in nature and noticing the changes and reconnecting with the countryside around you or the, the nature around you. I think that is part of seasonal living as well. Mm-hmm. I love that. And actually, so I live in London quite centrally as well. And for a long time, I always felt like I can only I can only reconnect with nature when I'm in the countryside, when we're going on holidays. Like I really like British nature, for example, spent a lot of time on our holidays exploring. But actually, in the last year, I realised how, how much you can observe by living in a city as well. So I have a big parks next to me, so I'll go on a walks every few days. And just by doing that, I've noticed such a huge difference in how much more I notice and how yeah, that seasonality really comes into play and changes slowly the way I approach everything. Yes. I mean, it. Uh, it's obviously a little bit harder if you're in a, a city to really immerse yourself in nature, but there's always nature around, even if it's, you know, the dandelions growing out between a footpath or, you know, the bumblebees or birds there's always a little something there that you can notice and appreciate and those sort of little moments are always something that make me smile and they help you get get you through the day when you've got small moments like that to appreciate Uh uh-huh yeah so true and I also wonder so obviously you work with people on -on one-on-one basis and help them reconnect with themselves what are the most common issues maybe that people approach you or what do you normally not normally, but what do you tend to help people with? What are the main problems? It's all sorts of areas. I think a lot of the time people just don't know where to start. They want to make changes, but they it's often they don't have the time or they don't think they have the time. And I see a lot of hormonal struggles, sort of menstrual cycle type problems and digestion that people are suffering with, which all sort of come down to... The, the stress, the way they're eating. There's all sorts, really. I think just the basic day-to-day living and and wanting to feel better rather than run down and exhausted all the time is probably the big one. Where would you start with someone who comes to you with issues, say they just want to have more energy in their daily life? Where do you start working with them? What is the kind of first few steps? The first few steps are, are always backwards really as in finding out how what got them to where they are now looking at sort of their background their health up until now what sort of symptoms they're suffering with and then from there start looking at their day-to-day routines what they're eating how well they're sleeping their current sort of menstrual cycle and what that looks like all the way through to digestion and the bowel movement and sleep 
and really just doing a bit of a an MOT and a, an assessment of as much as possible because it's usually not just one thing that is the problem or the issue. A part of her herbalism, looking at the the whole picture of the body as a whole rather than just say one system um, or part. So to be able to do that and get a full picture of the person, it's doing a bit of digging and, and background research first. Mm-hmm. No, it makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. Um, are there any general recommendations that you could give listeners? Any specific herbs that are kind of good for everyone? I know it might be quite a hard question, <laughs> but is there anything? Can it, basically, I'll look at is there small changes that anyone can make just to make a little shift in their life? Oh, gosh, it's hard because everybody is so different and bodies react to things so differently. It's hard to just recommend a herb that will work for everybody. I would say if somebody is struggling with stress or feeling run down and generally under the weather, something that is worth everybody looking into is adaptogen herb that's sort of an umbrella term from a number of different mushrooms roots berries but they are generally they're called adaptogen herbs because they help the body adapt so they help bring the body back into balance help the body to deal with stress and depending on what issues each person is dealing with there's usually an adaptogen herb that can help um there are some that help with sleep there are some help with hormone balance and i'd say if if somebody is interested in sort of a a herb that will help around the area of, of stress and energy researching adaptogens and having a read and i i would say go with what calls to you and what speaks to you and, and try with that. There's there's not really an adaptogen that you can go wrong with. So that's good to hear. So yeah, I would say adaptogens are a good place to to start. That's cool because it feels like it's a bit of a buzzword. But actually, I like that you broke it down. I didn't realize there was adaptogens because they help body adapt, which sounds so obvious. But I don't know. For me, it sounded something very complex, like magical stuff. <laughs> that was very hard to get. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this. There's always there's always something that I guess adaptogens is the it was antioxidants last year it's yeah. adaptogens at the moment I think they become buzzwords for a reason so although it becomes a trend you know it started because there's usually some truth behind it and and they they work they do something good for you mm-hmm. absolutely do you have a favourite herb oh gosh. <laughs> I have a couple that I've been drawn to for the last few years that I I work a lot with. Nettle is one and mugwort. They're my two favourites for for very different reasons. Nettle, I just think, does so much and it's so easily available for everybody and is underrated. (laughs) Most people, I think some of the most medicinal herbs are, are what most people consider weed and the ones that can probably give give us so much so like dandelion nettle um plantain sort of the plants that you would see along hedgerows and the sides of roads and things and they're actually full of nutrients and really good for us so um yes nettle is one 
and mugwort is a it's a herb connected with the moon it's a very feminine herb it helps with sort of sleeping and, and lucid dreaming and connecting with sort of ancestry and going back to your roots um there's a very feminine herb and those are the two that I've been drawn to and keep coming back to for a few years now and use and take regularly as well what are the best ways of ingesting these herbs so for example I have a nettle tea which I love so I drink that quite often um but what are the best ways do they have to be fresh teas tinctures what is the best way I don't think there's a best way there's lots of different ways starting out and wanting to sort of start incorporating more herbs is an infusion or a, a tea that is the the simplest and easiest way but sometimes that is the most potent and effective way as well um it it tends to depend on the herb itself what you're trying to achieve and, and what else you're combining it with some herbs um or like things like roots or dried berries are often better in a, a sort of a tincture format because it helps to extract more of the properties from the roots and, and things as they're sort of harder literally <laughs> whereas leaves and things like that it's easier to take as a, a tea but you can also make tablets out of things and lozenges you can add them to honeys there's all there's all sorts of things um but yes i'd say it really depends on the herb itself as to which is the best way of using it mm-hmm. if someone would like to start kind of using different herbs and stuff Obviously, ideally, I would imagine you would have your own herb garden where you can just grow all of these wonderful things. Uh, where else people can purchase if they don't have access to the herbs outside them? I'm just thinking, as someone who lives in London, I can't just go out and forage and also probably wouldn't <laughs> want to forage in central London anyway. <laughs> like, where, where could I purchase these things? Where is a good place to start? There are... There are a few different websites uh, or it, it would be going to like um, a health food shop uh, somewhere like that. Holland and Barrett are quite good at, I'm trying to think of, off the top of my head, trying to think of some shops, um, places that would, Holland and Barrett are usually quite good with sort of teas and, and that sort of thing. And sort of smaller health food shops definitely tend to stock the teas and and sort of loose leaf teas. Mm-hmm. It might be easier if I, I could probably give you a couple of website details if you want to I sort of include those with, I don't know if you do, is it show notes? Yeah, yeah, I will do, yeah. That would be amazing. Do at the end. Yeah, I could give a couple of websites that that are um, UK-based. That are, um, Because what I found is a lot of the websites are American, and obviously that's not that's not ideal. Mm-hmm. So I have ended up, I mean, I'm quite lucky. I, I can forage and, and um, harvest a lot of things myself and, and grow some. But yeah, that would be be my recommendations for starting out is looking for local little health food shop that's brilliant do you sell any of the herbs or tinctures or anything for your clients for example um i have actually just this year the end of april i released my first set of 
products and I'm planning a summer release for some more things coming soon and, and hopefully keep growing that as I go seasonally. But yes, I did a, um, a, a series of five herbal glycerides that I launched earlier this year. So I am starting to actually um, sell product. I just felt that was the next steps so rather than just being able to recommend things for clients and that to take I would actually be able to provide something for them to take so yes I do no amazing I will link to that as well that's amazing Mm -hmm. and uh, if anyone would like to work with you how should they approach you where are the best ways to follow you I am I'm Emily in the plant on Instagram and Pinterest and I'm my website is emilyintheplants.com and people can either message me directly on my website or send me a message on Instagram if they want to get in touch or my information and everything is on the website um, and some of the sort of free resources I've got as well um, and I've got a blog if people want to sort of read more about herbalism and holistic health and stuff there's lots of info on there already but yeah just emilyintheplants.com is probably the easiest place for people to to get hold of me and say hi amazing are you working on one-on-one basis right now so if anyone wants um to i do i'm doing some one-on-one consultations i've got the product range and i've got some sort of digital products in the works as well at the moment yeah oh that's exciting amazing <laughs> perfect um, is there anything else that you would like to share with listeners oh I could sh- I could say I have a free resource on my website at the moment which is um, herbal teas for the seasons so if people did want to start maybe experimenting with blending some herbal teas that's a free download that they can get on my website and maybe try that to start with no that's beautiful that's amazing I think that's very helpful and it feels like it's a great place to start for a lot of us who are quite oblivious to all the wonders (laughs) that nature can offer to us and I know it can feel um a little overwhelming once you start looking into it because there are so many different medicinal herbs so it's probably easy to start with teas and and something that's quite sort of straightforward to experiment with and have a play with and just taste and see what all the different herbs taste like and how how they feel to you Mm -hmm. that's amazing thank you so much Emily thank you so much for your time that was a very insightful conversation I definitely learned a lot of new things thank you I enjoyed it so yeah it was lovely to talk to you Thank you so much for listening and I really hope you enjoy this conversation with Emily. I think she's just so wonderful and so calming too. And I also wanted to let you know that I'm running a free workshop. So if you're listening to this in May or at the beginning of June, the workshop will be on the 14th of June. It's completely free. The link will be below so you can just register for that anytime. It's just Eventbrite link. But the workshop is for anyone who just really wants to find more time to create things that they really care about because we're all so busy and we just never have time to spend on things that actually matter to us something maybe it's a side hustle maybe it's a side passion project whatever that is so this workshop will break it down for you how to create time for things that truly matter we'll learn how to check in set priorities for the upcoming months we'll understand some of the blocks we'll talk about energy leaks 
we'll talk about different habits and actually how important it is not to be afraid of the success. The workshop is on the 14th of June, but if you missed it, don't fret, please just sign up to my newsletter and I might be able to send it out to you uh, because the plan is to record it as well. But yeah, thank you so much for listening. Please make sure that you subscribe or follow so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you are so inclined, would greatly appreciate if you share it with a friend or leave a review. Thank you so much and we'll speak very soon. Bye everyone.